Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. And my name is Adam Jones. Today, we are reviewing The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. The secret to love that lasts. Another New York Times number one bestseller. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, we thought given uh, it's Valentine's Day coming up this week, it was a good time to inject a bit of love into the podcast with The Five Love Languages. So, yeah, we probably consider ourselves very, you know, masculine. A lot of the books we read don't go into this area. So, it's our first time delving into the the love and the emotions and the heart. So, we're going to do our best. We were at the cafe this morning discussing uh, our run sheet. It was a little bit uncomfortable, I must admit, to Mm. be talking about love and emotions uh, in public. But, yeah. Especially, it comes up a bit later, something to do with back rubs and and sex and... And the person just serving us the coffee just kind of just looked at us a little bit oddly and just kept kept going on about his day. But anyway, we'll get into it. <laughs> Psychologists have concluded that the need to feel loved is a is a primary human emotional need, and it's uh, you know among all these basic emotional needs, we've got this feeling of love and affection. It gives us a sense that we belong, and it gives us a sense that we are wanted, and it's. Absolutely vital for us as human beings. Mm. Without love, we're going to feel emotionally and socially challenged, Gary says. So, if you think about the whole idea of falling in love, when you first meet someone, you have this, what he calls the in love experience. You know, the person might say things like, I know it's crazy, but I've never been so happy. And in your mind, you think the other person is the most perfect and most wonderful person in the whole entire world. Then a bit of time goes, you know, a bit of time goes on. Then all of a sudden, the imperfections of the other person uh, are found. And that he says this usually comes after about two years' time. When we pass this original falling in love experience, that's the first time we have to deal with the kind of real love where you see the other person's imperfections and some of these issues and blemishes start popping up. And it's important that uh, after we get past this honeymoon phase, you know, in the honeymoon phase, it's all very easy. Uh, as you said, this uh, fictional feeling of being in love is able to get us through everything. But when we get to the uh, the reality sort of and the imperfections start to pop up, it becomes more of a conscious act for us to continue to, you know, in our relationships, continue to build this feeling of love. Mm. He uses the analogy of an emotional love tank that can be on empty or can be on full. So, using these love languages, it's a way of just like, you know, just like taking your car to the petrol station, really just filling it up yeah. with a lot of love for the other person. And as you said, when you get to this point where you're you're in real love, it comes down to being a proactive choice, what you need to do to, yeah, to do the, the certain actions to make your partner feel like they're being loved and filling up their tank. Yeah, and the importance of these five love languages, he says that everybody has one of these five love languages, but if you've got one love language and your partner's got a different love language, it's almost like as if you're trying to speak English and they're trying to speak Chinese, you can't really understand each other and what you're trying to communicate. So, you might feel like you're giving your partner uh, so much love, all that you can give, but they might not be hearing it because they're speaking a completely different language to you. So, as you're listening to this episode, we're going to list uh, and discuss the five different love languages. So, it's important to listen to each of these uh, and what they mean and try to work out what is your love language and probably more importantly, what is your spouse's love language or your partner's love language so that you can then speak in their language so that they can feel loved by you. So, we'll list them before we get into them. So, they are words of affirmation, quality time, spending quality time with them, receiving gifts, acts of service, and number five is physical touch. So, they're the five. 
uh, just for a bit of context before we, we delve a little bit deeper into each one. And I would say that 98% of blokes would probably say like, yeah, I'm all about the physical yeah, touch. That's what you think. <laughs> that's what you think when you first hear them. But uh, definitely keep an open mind because that's uh, probably not going to be you potentially. So uh, you could be one of the other four. The first one is words of affirmation. So that's like the verbal compliments or words of appreciation and these can be super powerful communicators of love if this is your love language. It could be things like, you know, you look absolutely beautiful and stunning in that dress. Or it could be, say, you look handsome and amazing in that suit. So, it, it basically words of compliments just to bolster the other person up. Yeah. It's also like things like, you know, thank, you know I appreciate that you took the time to come and pick me up from the, the train station. Or uh, I really admire how you're able to connect with so many different people when we go to church. Just things like that that uh, go beyond, I guess, it shows that you're recognizing and understanding what they're doing. And a simple sentence can be a massive thing to somebody whose love language is words of affirmation. It could be encouraging words. So, perhaps your spouse or your partner has real untapped potential in one or more areas of life. So, if you can find out what areas of life that their potential is in, it might be encouraging them to really step that uh, take that next step and really grow in, in some kind of way. Yeah. And another thing is when you're asking uh, your partner to do something, when you're asking a request, it's almost an indication that you uh, believe in them, that you know that they have this ability and that you trust them to be able to do something. So, if you're asking your request in the right way, it can be in a sense an affirming uh, word because it makes them feel like they believe that they trust you. So, William James said it's possibly the deepest human emotion that we need to feel appreciated so and this is especially if this is your main love your main love language or your partner's so if you know it's your partner's then you need to really step up in this area yeah if it's if it's not your love language but it is your partner's love language it can be obviously a bit uncomfortable for you at the start or you you might think i'm no good at giving words of affirmation but it is like learning a brand new language you're not going to be very good at it at the start but it is super important for you to put in the, the time and effort required to learn a new language And what he says in addition to these words of affirmation is also to give the words of affirmation in front of, say, if you're with family or friends, it's important to still give that. And also, he says that it's important to give it indirectly. So, he says, if you can tell your, your, say, for example, your wife's mother how great your wife is, you're going to get the double points because then the the wife's Mm. mother will tell the wife indirectly and she'll probably amplify it and add a little bit of salt and pepper. So, not only does your wife think you're amazing, your wife's mother is super proud that she's got a great son-in-law. Yeah, always a bit of (laughs) Mackie. A bit of Mac 3, Machiavelli coming in with your narrative fallacy you pull from books. But I love it, man. That's number one. So, it's all about words of affirmation. So, yeah, really important to, to do if this is one of your partner's things and uh, I think as a, as a baseline, man, that everybody has a, at least a little bit of this oh, definitely. that they need. And some of the things that he says you can try to do to begin to learn and begin to practice this, if it is your partner's love language, is just set a goal for, say, a month, and you're going to give a different compliment each day for a month, just one compliment per day. Or another might be to thank your spouse for something that they do routinely and they wouldn't expect to be complimented for. So if you notice something they do every day, maybe they make the bed every day. And they probably, it's just become routine. It's just expected. Now, if you can give some kind of appreciation or words of affirmation in that regard, it's going to, you know, catch them off guard a little bit. They're going to really appreciate that. The second love language is all about quality time. So, when we're saying quality time, we mean giving someone your undivided attention. It doesn't mean just sitting there watching Netflix and, uh, you know, just not speaking and watching a movie. It means just sitting there uh, 
other side of the table just looking at each other it's only just you and them and having you know a, a serious engagement and serious serious time together yeah it's like if you think every friday night after work you go out for drinks with the with the boys and then you think oh, i'm going to give some quality time i'm going to go with my partner and we'll go watch a movie it's probably like it's it's not the worst thing you can do obviously but just you know sitting there watching tv is uh not the best quality time because there isn't that element of undivided attention and full focus and engagement there yeah you don't need a hell of a lot of time it might just be literally just 10 15 or 20 minute walk or something like that you got so much time in the day you could probably almost certainly actually uh uh, allocate a a small chunk of this to just your partner to uh, affirm them in this way yeah so it's not just being in the same room as somebody the key ingredient here is giving that quality focused undivided attention especially in this era of distractions it's very easy to open the phone and check the facebook notifications and obviously that does not in any way contribute to the quality time so when we're being distracted or when we're trying to do other things we're really not speaking our partner's love language if their love language is quality time so a big part of quality time is quality conversation so this is quite different from the first love language which which was all about affirmation that's all about the focus on what you're saying to them this quality quality conversation focuses on what you're hearing so it means you're listening to your your spouse as opposed to just saying nice things to them. Yeah, exactly. And a few tips he gives for conversation is always maintaining eye contact when your spouse is talking. So don't be glancing off into the distance or they'll get the feeling that you're not interested. Don't speak at the same time as listening. Obviously, listening first before you're speaking. Uh, listen for their feelings. So try to ask yourself, what emotion is my, is my partner experiencing? And also some things like observing body language, like uh, last week we talked about if they've got you know, clenched fists or their hands are trembling or obviously if there's physical tears and it's a bit of a giveaway as to how they're feeling as well. So a big part of quality conversation is also learning to talk and this means sympathetic, not just sympathetic listening but also mm. self-revelation. So if you're going to have quality conversation and get down and deep in the talk, then you need to really reveal some things apart yourself that you, know, you might be feeling really vulnerable about and not want to share but you need to have the uh, kahunas to, to share it to actually enter quality conversation with the spouse. Yeah, most definitely, man. If you're, you, you might think if this isn't your natural love language, you might think that just sitting there and listening to everything they say means you're fulfilling nah. your role, but it's certainly not. not. It. not <laughs> it's got to be a two-way street for you gotta sure. You've got to share that... that- Bad thing that happened to you when you were 10 years old with them. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened to me when I'm 10. <laughs> so, so specific there. Yeah. Um, a few actions again to get started in learning this new love language. One he says is like to involve your partner throughout your day. So perhaps send a photo from when you're going for a walk or if a funny incident happened in the office, send them an email. So even though when you're apart, they still feel like they're, uh, they're joining your day as well. One I really like is... Uh, doing chores together. So chores a lot of the time are a pain in the ass, especially if no you're doing... No one wants to do them. No one wants to do them. If you're doing them by yourself, they're a real pain. But this is a real opportunity to uh, get two birds done with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> do a bit of love language um, and share some quality time with your, your partner whilst you're doing something that's usually mundane. I like it. Love language number three is receiving gifts. So if this is your love language, then having something physical that you can hold on to it's a way of them saying, look, you know, my partner was thinking of me. They got me this gift. And for some people, receiving gifts is a super important thing for their love language. So, that's the important distinction. It's not just about how much the gift costs. It's mm. more so the amount of thought that you put into the gift. So, it doesn't have to be an expensive, you know, gift at all really. 
Yeah, he even says that, you know, if you take the dog for a walk and then you see a nice flower in the neighbor's yard and uh, pinch it and take it back, then you might, that's uh, your way of saying that you were thinking of them during the walk as well. So make a list of all the gifts your spouse has expressed excitement about receiving through the years. Mm. Uh, do it that way. Get a list and then you can start just, just ticking them off the list. It is a good one to keep track of for sure because they'll definitely say either experiences like things that they want to do or things that they want to receive as a gift. Uh, it's important to be listening to that and keep a track of it because then when it comes around to Christmas and birthday time, you're not just thinking, oh, what the hell can I get them? You've got a nice little dock there of all the things that they've asked for throughout the year. So that's it, man. Things you can do, keep the gift notebook. Uh, when money is tight, think of appropriate symbolic gifts or when you're just going about your day, just do, just grab a, a random gift off the street, off the yeah. ground or something <laughs> that makes it look like you're thinking about that's your partner. It. Little shell. Little shell. Little feather, bit of a leaf. Bit of a leaf. <laughs> mate, we've, we've, <laughs> mate, we're not too good at, good at giving gifts, are we? <laughs> we suck at the gifts one, I think. Love language number four is acts of service. So this is about doing things you know your spouse would like you to do. So you seek to please by serving him or her to express your love by doing things for him or her. Yeah, just things like you know cooking a meal, setting the table, emptying the dishwasher, cleaning the car, or even you know paying the bills, uh, trimming the shrubs, painting the room, making the bed. All of these small things that might seem like a little bit of an inconvenience at the time, but two minutes out of your day mm-hmm. could be massive if their love language is acts of service. It feels like for to them, it feels like you're doing something for them. Yeah, to the partner, some things might be seeming like service, but some things really don't fill up the love tank at all. So you could spend a full day you know, mm-hmm. doing the cleaning, doing the washing, and you haven't even filled anything in the love tank. So you got to really understand what mm-hmm. your partner uh, really wants and really appreciates in terms of service specifically. Yeah, no, it is very important to... Um, not on, not just do any act of service, but obviously something that's important to them. Yeah, it's nothing worse than just you know spending six hours doing a whole bunch of shit and yeah. no one cares. Got <laughs> <laughs> to be got to be careful about that. So some of the actions you can do here is to sit down with your partner if you both recognise that their love language is acts of service. Sit down together and make a list of what are the 10 things that they will most appreciate and probably put them in order in 1 to 10 so then at least you can think, okay, what are the top things that I can do to make them feel love? Yeah, it's really important, man. uh, For me and and my partner, we both did scattergun the kind of chores and things we did around the house and so forth. But uh, yeah, we just through this conversation learned that she likes it when I cook, which is great because I don't mind cooking, but I love it when uh, she helps with the washing. So, which I hate doing the washing. So, both of that, both acts of service and we fill up the love tank that little bit uh, each time we know we're doing that. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And love language number five is physical touch. So, it's not just all about the rooting. It's also about, you know, holding hands, kissing, embracing, a little bit of massage here or there. But mm. just that physical connection of even just putting your, putting your arm around them. So, unlike the other five senses, uh, touch is not limited to one, one part of the body. We've got these little tactile receptors all over the body that can cause pain or pleasure and they can be interpreted as, as love or hostile. So, touch is a pretty strong sense that we've got and uh, yeah, we need to learn how to, to do it in the right way, not the hostile way, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And a few things that uh, you can do here is use like a few trigger moments as to remind you to do touch. Like say, one example he gives is when you get out of the car and walk from the the car to the shopping center, just that 20 seconds is a good excuse to just reach out and hold hands for that 20 seconds. 
Yes, and if your partner, if if this is your partner's love language, it might just be uh, hugging them when you got people around for dinner and having your arm uh, around each other. Yeah, similar to the one we said before, that it's almost like uh, by you, even in the presence of other people, it makes them feel like they you're still being you're still seeing them and that they're still important to you even when you got mm. six people around watching. And there's another frisky one. So if your partner is the, the love language of touch, then one thing you can do is initiate sex by a foot massage. Mm. So it's just the ultimate touch explosion. And then yeah, that moves slowly up from the foot to the uh, lower leg, and then, and then maybe to the thigh, and uh, see where it takes you from there. The party begins. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And so I think that, that they're the five love languages, uh, and a little bit of information on each one. So the words of affirmation, the quality time, the receiving gifts the acts of service, and the physical touch. And as you said, I think most blokes probably think, yeah, I love sex. It's all about the physical touch. But if you dig a little bit deeper, it's probably not going to be that. So there's a a few ways that uh, Mr. Chapman gives us into how we can discover our own love language. One way of looking at it to discover your own is to think about all the things that your partner does that hurts you most deeply. So it might be that they, when they're saying something insulting to you that hurts a lot, that probably means the opposite mm. is true where your primary love language is affirmation. Yeah. Or if you're not having any sex or if you're not getting any touch or you're not cuddling or hugging or anything like that, that means this is probably the one you appreciate the most. Yeah, definitely. Looking for that negative is probably a good way to do it as well. Another one is a more obvious one is what do you request most often? So if you're if you're uh, keep asking your partner to clean the dishes, then maybe acts of service is something for you. If if it's something that you you feel like you're always nagging them about, it could be an indication that you know that sort of acts of service or receiving gifts or something like that is yours. Another way to find it out: in what way do you express it to your spouse? Mm. That's probably a sign of what your personal one is. Yeah, if you think that. Because obviously for you, that's what you feel like is the way of showing love. So, if that's something you're doing, obviously that's probably a good indication of what you need to receive. So, there are three really good helpful tips of uh, of really finding out what your own love language is. It was a bit more difficult for me and you to try and figure it out. Yeah. I think we got there. Yeah. I think for me, I probably when I first looked at the list, I was probably the uh, looking just for a bit of physical touch. But I think... Um, probably more towards the words of affirmation. Obviously, everybody needs a little bit of everything, but the main one for me would be words of affirmation. Yeah, absolutely. Me too, actually. And the only way I found that out was after reading this book and then actually getting a a few not fully insulting words, but a few words not extremely nice. And then I realized, oh, Mm. the opposite's true for me. Yeah, I like it. So, I think it is an important one in relationships it's obviously everybody is is going to be in some kind of interpersonal relationship at some point i think it is important to have a bit of a read and have that discussion as to what is your love language what's your partner's love language and so you can at least be uh, servicing each other and filling up those love tanks so this valentine's day uh we both reckon yeah go out and then probably go ultra on your partner's love language for the day and they're going to have an incredible incredible valentine's day and have a very romantic Night that evening. Yeah. <laughs> Get some love into you. Get some loving.